Hey, what's up? It's your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab, where we are all tired of abusing our addiction. I'm about to get my partner in crime, DC, on the line so we can start this lovely show tonight. So please tune in and love yourself. Yo, yo, DC, what's going on? Yo, yo, what's cracking? Nothing much, nothing much. What was the vibe of the week for you? Man, shit. A lot of negativity <laughs> and a lot of dodging bullets. I mean, shit. Honestly, okay. like, I mean, it was it wasn't nothing too terrible. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's been, yeah, it's just been a lot of ducking and dodging. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like for example, like me and my kid was out for a ride or whatever, and um, shit, we were sitting there at a traffic light, and you know, shit, I think I, yeah, I was talking on the phone with you actually. And, um, mm-hmm. like I said, before I knew it, like, it was a car accident that happened, like, literally right behind me. And the impact was so, it was so impactful to where, like, I felt like the person hit my car. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and they, they hit the person, like, literally right behind me. You know what I'm saying? And, and this was, like, kind of, like, ongoing traffic or whatever on the opposite side. Like, you know what I'm saying? This person mm. on the opposite side, like, hit this person right behind me. And like I said, like the 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 um the car crash was so impactful. Like I thought, like the person hit the back of my car or whatever. But right. shit, the black person to me was like, "Nigga, let me get the fuck on up out of here," because um, <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't want no problems or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, I checked my car or whatever after the fact, and you know what I'm saying she didn't hit my car, but it was it was so close to the cool. point where like you know if. Like, the whole thing that kind of, like, fucked me up was, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just a car behind being yeah. into a car accident. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how mm. close, like, you know, life had manifested, you know, for me to not be in that car accident. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it was like, that, that, was just, that shit was just so mind-blowing for me. But, um, yeah. but, I mean, shit, on a brighter note, I was able to record an a, a actual fight that happened in front of my kids' school. I was uh, I was picking her up. Oh, that's not funny, yo. <laughs> I, I was picking her up. Like I usually I usually um I usually get to her school like you know what I'm saying like at least like ten to fifteen minutes early or whatever, and um just so I can get a good parking spot. Then I pulled up at her uh her school or whatever, ten ten to fifteen minutes before dismissal or whatever, and um I had noticed that the uh, at the end of the corner of her school like it was a bunch of girls like, roughly, like, around, like, maybe five or six girls, like, you know, just sitting at the corner or whatever. So I'm like, shit, y'all, y'all a little too, uh, y'all must be, uh, grown because y'all too young to, you know, to kind of be, like, out of school at this time. So I just assumed that they were, like, you know, not a part of, uh, not a part of the middle school or whatever. And then, like, this car pulled up, you know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, like, this girl pulled up. She got out her car. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, apparently they was having a discussion or whatever. And something told me to press the record button because I was like, it must be something going down because, like, ain't no girl about to, like, pull up and then get out her car and then they just about to have a conversation <laughs> at the corner. This about to be some scrappy yeah. shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because basically, <laughs> like, cause, like, where I come from, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody pull up and then they get out their car and y'all just having a discussion, y'all ain't meeting up to greet and have a conversation. Y'all about to scrap. So, like, as soon as I press record, I kid you not, like, one chick fucking just started swinging. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so... They got into like they got into this crazy ass fight or whatever, and um, uh, a couple of more people have pulled up, you know what I'm saying, like um, in their cars or whatever. So I'm thinking like it's about to be a bigger brawl or whatever, and like you know people started getting out their cars to actually stop the fight or whatever. But you know that was that was before that was before the fight um actually started escalating to where like you know more of the girls started actually fighting and stuff like that. So um, I looked at that as you know what I'm saying like. I, I felt like that was a, a good thing, you know, I feel like that was a good gesture on, you know, like the people that pulled up and actually stopped the fight because back in my day, they would have let you, you know, pretty much scrap until like the cops kind of came or whatever. But, um, the parents come to me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, in this day and age, like, I don't, I don't condone in that shit. Like, I just found it funny, you know what I'm saying? Just that in the time of the, you know, the mind friend that I was in, I was kind of like in a dark cloud or whatever. So I thought it was actually funny. But, um, but no, like, I really feel like, you know, it was good for, you know, you know, fellow parents, you know, within my middle school, you know, that my kid goes to, to like really step in and just be like, you know what, like this shit ain't even called for, like, you know, stop all, you know, stop condoning like this, you know, this teenage fighting or these, you know, these kids actually fighting and actually hating each other type of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because once they, once they get out of the habit of actually fighting, 
you know what I'm saying? But they pretty much promoting music and, you know what I'm saying, within the streets nowadays, just, like, kill, fuck fighting, like, we about to kill mm-hmm. type of shit, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. we got we got to we got to nip that shit in the bud right then and there, you know what I'm saying? Put all this fighting bullshit, you know what I'm saying? And if you got to fight, you know, at least let those two people that have, like, their differences actually fight and not have people jumping in and, you know, before you know it, like, five or ten more people start fighting and then people that don't really condone the fighting actually start shooting and then you actually, you know, got death on your hands type of shit, you know what I'm saying? So I do commend those people for actually stepping in and actually squashing that whole shit. And, um, you know, just, just really, just really settling that shit. Like, you know, like I would, I would, I I would honestly prefer, you know, you fighting, duking it out or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Hashing your differences out that way. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if it could get down to it, you know what I'm saying? Have your, have your conversations and your disagreements, you know what I'm saying, and really come to a common ground and be like, you know what, I don't like you, you don't like me. Okay, that's cool. We about to leave it at that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I do commend them for like, you know, breaking into, you know, you know, stopping it to where it escalated to something like, you know, more crazy. But uh, but yeah, that was my crazy week. What about you? First of all, it just baffles me that kids are got beef this early in the school year. You know, it usually be around homecoming and like winter time. They already ready to fight. Like we just came back from virtual. How you doing? Can I get some love? Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> the keeping it complex though for me. Um, so I found out back in like 2013 that I'm allergic to kiwi, right? And the mm. other day I was shopping. And, you know, both farms, they had this green machine drink. So I grabbed two of them because I'm like, green machine, that's definitely going to detox me, right? So I started drinking it, and someone just told me to look at the ingredients, and they said kiwi in there. So I stopped, and I'm like, is my lips tingling? Is my tongue tingling? I felt tingling, but I'm like, uh, maybe I'm allergic to the seeds in the kiwi. So I started to drink it again. Why the fuck did I drink it again, right? So my lips was just tingling for the rest of the night. I was praying that it didn't swell up. <laughs> so I'm really allergic to kiwi, yeah. so I can't even have it in a drink. Um, and I wanted to get your take on something. So I was reading this book. Do not, I forgot the name of the book, y'all. But um, in the book, this author, he's a guy, he was saying that uh, women, he said men don't like to talk about their emotions um in the beginning when getting to know each other. They like to talk about fun things. You know, they don't like to talk about things about like emotions because it's hard for them to process it. So when I read this, it made me think like, well, damn, when when I get into my next relationship, how is the conversation going to go? Because, yeah, you have the what's your favorite this and what's your favorite that question, but I like to really – it turns me on, a man's intelligence. So I like to ask questions like, hey, if you could name a song that describes your personality, what would it be? I really like to stimulate a motherfucker's mind. But I don't want to turn mm. him off. So, like, what's your take on that as a man? Mm. I mean, like, when it, when it comes to I – like, I feel like in a sense, like, it all depends on, it all depends on your man. You know what I'm saying? It all, it, okay. it all depends on your, uh, your man of interest. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. – when it when it comes to that, like it's hard to really like determine right then and there without actually you know stepping on a person's toe whether or not like you know they'll be willing to like yeah. answer those things like you know what I'm saying. I think that's that's where that's where getting to know a person like really plays an effect. You know what I'm saying because yeah. you'll be able to know how willing and able they are to answer certain questions, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes it may just take you to just, like, you know, to rip off a bandage, you know what I'm saying, just based off um, a topic and or a conversation that y'all may have, you know what I'm saying? It's all about, you know, just, just you know, just timing it at the right moment, you know what I'm saying, to be like, yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, okay, like, this is the perfect time to rip off a bandage, you know what I'm saying, because he asked this particular question or because we're on this specific topic, you know what I'm saying? It, it it basically enables you to, you know, to to have him open up to that, you know what I'm saying? And if he still happens to not really open up, you know what I'm saying, after you ripping off a bandage, then you can kind of really determine right then and there, like, okay, like maybe he's just, you know, maybe his, you know, maybe there's a wall, you know what I'm saying, that's that's pretty high that particular mm-hmm. time. And, you know what I'm saying, like it's not, it's not the right time to really ask those kind of questions. Or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like, 
you, I think, I, I feel like there are certain stages, you know what I'm saying? There are certain stages to where, like, you know, and not even just a man. Like, I feel like that's just, you know, for, for women in general, too. You know what I'm saying? It all depends on, like, what a person had went through based on the type of question that you may be answering. I mean, that you may be asking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. like, I'm pretty sure, like, not, not to really, you know, get too far into your business or, like, really throw your business out there, but, you know what I'm saying, like, or even for me, too, like, you know what I'm saying, like, okay, like, for you, for example, like, you know what I'm saying, if somebody, like, you know, brought up, like, you know, like, a whole discussion on domestic violence or whatever, depending on how open you are and how much over over you are with that situation will determine whether you're willing to answer those questions. Or, like, for me, like, you know what I'm saying, like, if um, if I got into a situation to where, like, you know, I was conversing with somebody about alcohol or whatever, or the, the, the topic of alcohol may have came up, you know what I'm saying, they'd be like, well, shit, like, you know what I'm saying, what you drink, like, type of shit, like, you know what I'm saying, without them even really knowing kind of thing, like, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. that that could either, that can either, you know, trigger a person, you know what I'm saying, if they're not over the situation, or, you know what I'm saying, like, with me, for example, like, the fact that I'm over it, I've, I've overcame those demons and everything like that, I won't, you know, I won't bombard a person with my emotions just based off that question, you know what I'm saying, because, because I may not have been over it type of shit. Like, the fact that I'm over it, like, I can, you know, I can calmly say, like, you know, hey, like, you know, like, I don't really, I don't really partake in the drinking no more type of shit because of these situations that I've been through, you know what I'm saying? But it, just to let them off with ease type of shit, like, you know what I'm saying, it's okay that you ask that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, hey, I can, I can probably, like, you know, I can refer you to the shit that I used to do, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the fact that you do drink, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's it's just all, it's just all about, you know, whether or not that person is kind of really you know, over the situation and, you know, their, their comfortability too. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of these, these self-help books and relationship books, sometimes we're reading off of just that person's personality alone. They, they don't know everybody's answer. So you're right. So, okay, well, let's yeah. get into the show tonight, guys, on the set me the fuck up topic. We are talking about still tripping. So, I know a lot of you guys can relate to this. Um, yeah, so we're just going to get right into it. You know, these, these topics don't need no explanation because we're going to get nitty-gritty into it. So you ready to rip the bones out the meat, DC? For sure. Let's get it slow All quicker. Right. So first question, that part. What frustrates you about guilt tripping? Like when a person guilt trips you, what is what frustration do you have behind it? Uh, I mean, I think, I think it's just really just the aggression behind it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when, when a person guilt trips you, like they try to, they try to convince you just based off of, you know, just based off of aggression that, you know what I'm saying? Like their opinion is more valid and more, you know, right than yours, you know, and, just, and you know, the decision is too, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I've, I think like, I'll start with it light. Like, I, <laughs> like the guilt tripping that I used to really always kind of go through was um, moments where, like, I would I would have my kid on, you know, on weekends that, you know, my friends would want to hang out. And, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, at that time, like, I would give in with my friends. But at the same time, I knew that because of the attachment and the connection that I had with my kid, it started to become a little difficult. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like. I would tell her, like, you know, like, hey, I'm about to go out for a little bit. And, you know what I'm saying, mind you, this is around, like, you know, possibly, like, 8, 9 o'clock, you know what I'm saying, at night type of thing. And I can just tell in the tone of her voice, like, she just didn't want me to leave, like, type of thing. Like, you know what I'm saying, just kind of kind of like, honestly, like, in the in the, um, in the the um promo video. The like, video. that one clip yeah. where I had, like, where the little baby, where she was like, don't leave me. And, like, yes. it was, <laughs> I swear to God, like, that's how my – that's how my kid was, and, like, I swear to God, like, I felt like the worst parent in the world, like, you know what I'm saying, like, granted, like, I did go, you know what I'm saying, because, like, you know, I felt like she was in a comfortable establishment, and, you know what I'm saying, like, I wasn't really considering that it was really effective on her emotions like that, so I would just go ahead and go, like, you know what I'm saying, like, it's okay for you to be, you know what I'm saying, with your grandma, you know what I'm saying, like, this is somebody that you can, you know, confide into, you know, be emotional with, be protected by, you know what I'm saying, but, like, now that I look at it now, it was, like, I feel horrible about that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but at the same time, I did do it. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then another example, um, when, like, post, 
going through like my DUIs and everything like that, I had made it, I had made it a decision to really, you know, isolate myself from the world. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was via phone calls. That was via text messages. That was via in person and everything. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I had one particular friend, like, you know what I'm saying? Like who, you know what I'm saying? Because like we were pretty much attached at the hip too, you know what I'm saying? Like when it came to, you know, kid free weekends, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it was us time, like type of shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody was calling somebody on a Friday, you know what I'm saying? Kid free Friday calling somebody. And, um, it came down to, um, it came down to one particular shit. It was actually a Saturday. <laughs> so he was like really tripping, tripping. So it came down to a particular Saturday and I was, um, I was outside smoking or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Get ready to go to bed. Like, mind you, this was like, you know, probably like nine thirty, ten o'clock or whatever. And I'm sitting in my car, I'm smoking or whatever, because like the possums was really heavy around nowadays. And I didn't want to sit outside and just, you know, let a, you know, possum like nick me in the ankle or whatever, because I have, I have a bad luck with uh, squirrels and, you know, rodents and everything like that. But, uh, so yeah, I was sitting in my car in the driveway and I seen a mysterious ass car just whip up in the motherfucking driveway. I'm like, okay, I ain't got no, I ain't got no block on me. I ain't got nothing. So like, if anybody try to pull out and just like, you know, you know, clap me or whatever, I'm done. But um, mm. so yeah, I was sitting there like, like really alert. Like, who the fuck is this pulling up in my driveway like this? And when he got out, you know what I'm saying? Like, I knew, I knew that was my friend. I was like, damn, like nigga, what up? Like, phone call before you pulled up. You know what I'm saying? But he was like, you know. He pulled, he pulled up with our uh, with our other friend or whatever that um that we hang out with. And uh when I say they literally tried to guilt trip and or convince me for like an hour and a half to get out and, you know, really just try to have a good time type of shit, they literally mm-hmm. did that. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole time they could have just said, like, Hey, you know what? You good? All right, fuck it. We'll just we you know, we'll just go out and, you know, have have fun and hell have fun for you. But that wasn't the case. Like, they just, you know, they was trying to, you know, convince me, you know, by, you know, by wordplay and everything like that. And I think, right. and the funny thing was, like, for desperate measures, like, he really, like, called somebody that I was having a, you know, that I had, you know, something going with at one point in time. He called mm-hmm. that person and, you know, basically was trying to sell me some ass. And I still didn't feel the need to want to go out and even really get that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, because it's like once you kind of like really just go overboard with the aggressiveness of really trying to like guilt trip a person for not really trying to go out and, you know, not really respect their decisions on not wanting to go out, it's really kind of a turnoff. So, like, the more you kind of like press a person, like, the more like it kind of, you know, the more it kind of turned me off. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, so, yeah, like an hour and a half later, they was just like, well, you know, man, like, hey, you know, get your sleep, you know what I'm saying, like rest up, you know, type of thing. And, you know, hopefully, you know, you get out of this phase and everything like that. And, you know, I'll let you tomorrow. And it was like, mm. okay, <laughs> you know, but at the, at the end of the day, it was like, you know, you like your farewells wasn't really genuine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they were still like in the sense, you know what, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that, like, I feel like that was more so the realization of them, you know, realizing that, like, damn, like, this nigga, like, really in that, that, that phase of, like, you know, being by itself type of thing. And, you know, to them, it may have been scary. It may have been scary, you know what I'm saying? Especially for my, for my best friend, you know what I'm saying? Because he knows most of, you know, my emotions and how I interact with, you know, my depression and everything like that. So, I mean, he may have been scared in a sense, too, but... You know, I would answer I would answer phone calls and texts whenever I felt the need to and, you know, so forth. But, but yeah, overall, the aggression, I feel like, is what frustrates me and, you know, and irritates me at the same time, too. Thank you for that. Uh, I would say what frustrates me about the system is the lack of accountability and the entitlement. Because, like, you know, when a person is used to you giving in, it's like they don't have to do so much guilt tripping. You know, they'll probably throw in your face what they've done for you. They'll probably give you the silent treatment. But after a while, they know that you're going to give in because, hey, if people feel as we want to be on somebody's list, I want to be liked, right? But right. it's a lack of accountability. You sit up here, okay, like for a prime example, my sibling, my sister, um, 
my sister has always been jealous of my friendship with Queen K. She's always felt like my friend Queen K has preferable treatment over her. But she never holds herself accountable for all the shit that she put me through. And I know that she's not, she doesn't have the mentality yet to accept me telling her that. So it's just like, mm. I get frustrated because it's like, you know how you treat me. We, 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 don't, we don't forget how we treat people. We, we just act like, we, we try to suppress it and put it to the back burner, but we don't forget. But it's like, it's a lack of accountability because you're always pointing at me of what I'm not doing right. And as a people pleaser, you know what I'm saying? You try to do it right. Like, okay, you say, I don't spend enough time with you. I'm going to spend more time with you. But it, it's never good enough. So it's like, that's what frustrates me because it's like, instead of throwing shit in my face, instead of going on social media to make me like the bad guy, why can't we just have a heart to heart talk? Like, why can't we just sit down and just really talk it out? You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I don't know. I think people, some things that we do are just embedded in our DNA. Like me, I'm always in my head a lot. Even when I try not to think about something from the past, I try to live in the moment. I've done it so long. I don't know how to turn it off, but I, I can only check myself. But I catch myself every day. My mind is drifting off. So I think that's the same thing with the guilt tripper. They don't see it as wrong because people that like to guilt trip, because, you know, we're going to get into that in a second, because I know I've done it before. You like to be around people that is going to enable your your behavior, that's going to see nothing wrong with what you've done. And my sister definitely has friends like that. You know, I even, one of her friends before even um, checked me about it. And I'm just like, you wouldn't understand because she does the same shit to you and you think it's okay. So it's like after a while with guilt tripping, it, 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 it tricks you and makes you feel like, damn, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. But it's like you said before, DC, no, I got receipts. I know what I've brought to this table. I know what I've done, and it still wasn't good enough. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the fuck you want from me. So right. that goes into my next question, because like I said, I was a guilt tripper before. So why do we forget our patience on guilt tripping when we do it ourselves? Mm. I mean, honestly, I feel like this is kind of a hypocritical, you know, answer, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, the the reasons why we forget our frustrations is the reason why, you know what I'm saying, like, we we entitle somebody, you know, as guilt, you know, entitle people as, you know, guilt tripping us, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, and I I feel like, I feel like, honestly, the the reason why we forget is because, like, we... (laughs) Even though it's hypocritical, we we tend to look at we still we tend to look at our guilt, guilt tripping um, differently just based on how we approach it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we can look we can look at we can look at us as you know a caring friend or you know what I'm saying a caring spouse and stuff like that, and you know can look at it as like you know what I'm saying like because we've dealt with this and you know because we're experienced in this field thing like we kind of know what we're talking about and we kind of know what's best for you type of thing you know what i'm saying we're just being a caring ass person but at the same time <laughs> you know what i'm saying like when we do pressure a person into um taking you know our advice or you know what i'm saying like um things of that nature we don't realize we guilt tripping ourselves like you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and because of those, because of, and you know, it could be, it could depend on the scenario. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you are in like a critical situation, you know, well, if you're, if, if the person that you're talking to is in a critical situation, then like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it triggers in your mind, like, okay, like this person needs rapid, urgent, you know, responses and or advice type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of just, you kind of just, you know, react just off of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like to them, it be it 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 comes off as aggressive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're giving this rapid, urgent, immediate response like type of thing. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you're not giving like the 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 pillow cushion or the pillow talking like you know type of responses or whatever. Like you're not soft with it. Like you know what I'm saying? You're coming off as aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Because from you know from the story that they may tell or you know what I'm saying the situation that they may tell. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it comes off 
to where, like, okay, like, this person need, like, some for real, for real, like, urgent-ass fucking responses type of shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if you don't get, if you don't give this person the certain insight based off of what they're going through, they may just take it upon themselves to think for themselves. And sometimes people thinking for themselves ain't necessarily the right, you know, uh, way to go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel like I feel like that's why you know sometimes we do forget our frustrations. You know what I'm saying? When we do happen to guilt trip, you know ourselves because it's it's it's, it's almost kind of like easy. It's easy to look from the outside on in. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to situations, you know what I'm saying. So, and I like when it comes to our own situations, we don't tend to you know what I'm saying revert that and really think outside the box because we're in the box. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard for us to think outside of it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. my take on that. Uh, I think we forget our frustrations because it's like, because, okay, I know for me, because I was guilt tripped, I thought it was okay. Like, I, I thought, like, whenever somebody in my family or a friend threw something in my face, I looked at it as like, you know what? That's just their way of telling me that I'm being ungrateful. That's, you know, that's their way of, of showing me from their side. But when somebody had, you know, basically told me, like, yo, I don't like when you say that shit. I don't like when you guilt trip me. Just say what it is. You don't have to make me feel bad. You know, you could say it a different way. I thought about it, like, damn, that is fucked up. But like you said, we don't, we don't always, it's easier to look on the out than, like, you know, look in. And as a people pleaser. Right. You know, because um, I know for me, I always looked at life like I was perfect. I didn't want to see myself as this negative person. Um, if I was snappy and it offended somebody, I was trying to do everything in my power to get them to like me again. And as people pleasers, you think because we have big hearts, as people pleasers, you're still doing stuff to appease this person. So if they tell you to stop fucking with somebody, you stop fucking with them. Like, so you hurting other people in the process to get validation from others and you don't see how you're coming off right so it's like Mm -hmm. you you tend to become real toxic and everything like me I know in all my relationships every last one of them I always feel trip or you hang out with your boys more than you hang out with me rather than just saying hey babe you know I was looking forward to us hanging out tonight you know I'm saying when can we put some time away to spend time together I feel like if you have a different approach but that's what I was always used to hearing growing up. So I'm like, well, shit, you know what I'm saying? I'm a guilt trip, but it didn't get me far. I was the type of person that overgeneralized. Like, you could have just cuddled with me the night before, but the one time you turned me down, oh, you never cuddle with me. You never give a fuck about me. Because it's just mm-hmm. like, out of anger, it's like, this is what I see. But we, it's, easy to, it's easy to forget your frustrations just like it is with being a parent. And treating your kids the same way that you were brought, you know, you were taught, you were, um, you know, raised growing up. You forget about how that shit made you feel. You just felt like somewhere in the back of your mind it was right. So it's like, right. it's just easier to, it's, it's easier to guilt trip than to check yourself. You know what I'm saying? Especially, it, it, it goes back to what we said. Like, you know, growing up, we we were like these sponges that absorbed everything. So... If you got guilt trip, that's the only example that you have, so you do guilt trip. Unless you, you know what I'm saying, want to change the narrative. But if you grew up thinking that it was okay, it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to keep doing this shit. Even if somebody say it's wrong for a minute to find a new way of approaching things, you know what I'm saying, because you've been doing it so long, so it's like that's going to always overpower. But I'm I'm trying to – I'm trying to – I'm I'm, I'm trying to check myself more nowadays because that shit's not cool at all. So my next question is, do you think it's easier or hard for you to give in to someone get tricking you? Uh, I mean, I feel like at one point in life, like I feel like it was easy to give in to somebody, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that people pleasing side was, was the one thing that got the best of me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was always, I was always a people pleaser. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always put someone else's feelings, you know what I'm saying, before myself, you know what I'm saying? And, mm. you know, when it made them feel good, it made me feel bad. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I was still going I was still going through some shit, 
And, you know what I'm saying, like, because that became the norm, it, it made people forget to even really ask me how my day was going or how I'm feeling, like, type of shit. You know what I'm saying? So that that really that really took a toll on me to where now, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, yeah. It, it, it got to the point where, like, you know, it was hard for me to do that, to really, like, to really, like, you know, um, um, to not give in to somebody, you know what I'm saying, when they was guilt tripping type of thing. And, you know, honestly, like, it wasn't even really to a point where, like, they didn't really have a chance to guilt trip me at that point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was easy to accept the person without even really, you know, them guilt tripping me, you know what I'm saying, because of the people pleasing side. But mm-hmm. the fact that I made it harder to really accept the person guilt tripping me well, the fact that I've the fact that I've made it harder for, you know, me me making decisions based off of you know somebody else's decisions as far as like me going out or you know what I'm saying like things like that, um, mm-hmm. it's made it a lot it's made it a lot easier for me to you know just say like you know like hey like I get you want to do this that and the third but like if I'm not feeling it I'm not feeling it you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. that's that's just that's just my my way of thinking now you know what I'm saying like I said like it took. It took me to go through some shit to to really turn it, um, the narrative around, and uh, yeah. you know I I started I started you know thinking for me and you know my satisfactions and stuff like that you know what I'm saying because before it was more so you know just you know making the people that was around me and and that was willing to be around me satisfied to where they would just you know stick around type of shit. But um, shit nowadays, like honestly, like I don't, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't care to you know be soaked up in a person's emotions about you know based off of my presence, you know what I'm saying whether I'm there or not type of thing, you know what I'm saying because I, I've been there before and mm-hmm. the fact that I was able to reflect on it and realize that it didn't make me happy or it didn't get me nowhere, it's like what's the point. Um, I would say four years ago, it was easier for me to give in to someone guilt tripping me because I always wanted to be like, like, you know, um, if I fall out with a family member, you know, like me and my sister, we fall out a lot and I'm always giving back here. Like I'll send her some money just to start a conversation, uh, you know, or like, you know, my mom, when I used to give her the silent treatment because she used to make me so mad, she would always say, one day I'm not going to be here. You know what I'm saying? You're going to regret it. So it's like, okay, let me snap out of this because, you know, life is too short. But then it's like, you know, sitting back here, living in a whole other state where I really don't hear from my family like that, you just start to think about things. Like I've had friends and strangers that I'm still getting to know and I, or I'm just getting to know willing to look out for me more than my family. So it's like life is just as short when you're not reaching out to me to talk to me. It's like I shouldn't have to jump and I shouldn't have to, you know what I'm saying, I I shouldn't have to break myself to make sure that you're happy, but you can't give me what I ask for. It's always excuses and I always have to accept whatever bullshit you give me but on my end, I'm supposed to just always jump because, you know, that's what, that's what people are used to you doing. And it's like I'm learning setting boundaries aggravates the shit out of people because it's like, oh, you're disrespectful, you're acting funny. No, it's not. It's just that if I have friends that treat me more like family than my own family and I like the way I feel around them, why is it wrong for me to want this from my family? Why can't we try to change the narrative? Like we say every time we're at a funeral, we only come around for funerals. We, we need to start doing, you know, we need to do better and come together. But we never do nothing to change the shit. I really believe we make time for what the fuck we want to make time for. So it's like I'm like you now getting into this mentality of like, I'm going to get around those who celebrate me and not tolerate me. I'm going to get around those who see and hear me because it's like I be so in my head so much because 
my family always, I've, I've had anxiety since I was little, but I just never knew because I didn't go to therapy for it. So it's like they always felt like I was too much. Like, you know, I would overanalyze stuff. I would get scared. I would, you know, get anxious, you know, panicking. Like, is something going to happen? They would just always say, oh, my God, you act just like your mom. And it's like, okay, she had anxiety too. But it's like I'm always in my head wondering if I'm too much for people, you know what I'm saying, because I was always guilt-tripped and always trying to like people, and it was never good enough. And now that I'm learning to, like, really sit with myself and accept myself, I'm like, gosh, there's nothing wrong with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're human, you know what I'm saying? Everything about you that has been nitpicked or critiqued is what makes you you. So why would you hate it? So it's like, why would I want to be around family that's going to, because, like, you know, most of my guilt tripping comes from my family. I don't get that from anybody else. But it's like, that's what makes it very hard for me to accept help from people because I never want to piss them off and then give them a reason to say, well, I did this, this, and this for you. So I'm always trying to make sure that I could pay somebody back or do this and do that. But I have to learn that everybody is not like the family that you were, you know, born into. And you have to separate that. So it's like I'm learning to set boundaries for myself. You know, like I'm coming back home next month, and I'm, I've made it up in my mind that I'm not going to be able to always come back and see everybody like they want me to. Because, I mean, it may sound petty, but it's like I'd be wanting just a phone call just to check up on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's have a heart-to-heart talk. I be really wanting to just have a bond with my family, and it's like it's always, oh, I'm busy, I can't do it. But it's like with me, I'm supposed to drop everything for you. So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm definitely like you now. Like, it's just like I can't stress about it no more, you know? So last question. When trying to change the narrative, how do we not let the guilt tripping of others affect us emotionally or mentally? Well, I mean, honestly, I feel like, you know, that's that's a hard quest to really, you know, accomplish because I know for me, um, guilt tripping is going to always play an effect on me. Um, but like at heart, I'm always be a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. That's just a, that's a, that's a, that's a confession of mine. I'm always be a, I'm always in a sense, be a people pleaser. Like, I feel like that's going to, that's going to be something that's going to be hard to kill. But um, when it comes down to it, I just have to constantly tell myself that, you know, emotionally and mentally, you, you can't let that drag you down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I constantly tell myself that every single day because um, from from my upbringing, that's what kept me alive was, you know, having, having friends or having a relationship, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's what, that's what kept me alive. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like to the point where I, I don't know how to love myself to the highest level. You know what I'm saying? I love myself enough, but not to, not to the highest level to where I don't feel like I can't depend on nobody. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like when it does come down to, you know, um, certain situations where like I I may feel like, you know, I'm I'm at my lowest. I can, I can be crying out for help in silence. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like real shit. Like I can cry out for help in silence. Because mm-hmm. um because the thing is like I'm tired of, you know, like you said, like, you know, seeking out for help and, you know, um having having that assurance over you. You know, to the point where, like, you know what I'm saying, the person you seek that help out of, you know what I'm saying, if you happen to have some disagreements or, you know what I'm saying, they may guilt trip you into something just based off of, you know, whoever it may be, they may be that type of person that, you know, like, you know, if I help you, then, you know what I'm saying, like, I got this sort of thing over you. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you if you disagree or, you know what I'm saying, or if we fall out on some sort of type of, like, retarded shit, then it's like, well, nigga, when you was depressed, like, you know what I'm saying, who was on the phone with you, you know what I'm saying, type of shit, like, you know what I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm, because of so many of those type of people, like, it makes it hard for me to really confide in a person, you know what I'm saying, to really, like, you know, say if, you know, like, I'm 
you know, having like my darkest moments or like I'm in a deep depression to where like I'm not eating for a whole day or, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if I, if I haven't even cracked a smile, to, you know, the whole day, but I'm still on autopilot just doing shit that I normally do on a regular basis, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's hard for me to really do that, you know what I'm saying? Because I went through that, you know, basically all my life, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what family members, friends, relationships, anything like you know what i'm saying like and you know granted you know people may see like a different side of me that i don't see you know what I'm saying they may see a greater person that just shouldn't really even be stressing or anything like that but like you said like we all human you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. at the end of the day you know what i'm saying so if you if you may see a greater person than me like that greatest person that you see in me still stresses and has great depression at times like you know what i'm saying it's all a matter of like you know what I'm saying like if you if you take this shit in that person's life and it's like what you gonna do about it like you know what I'm saying like yeah. I I feel I feel like too at the same time like I can't really you know assume that people will basically have the same mentality as I would you know what I'm saying I think that, I think that's what gets us a lot too you know what I'm saying just assuming that you know because I put in this amount of effort and, you know, or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you feel like, you know, they're going to reciprocate the same thing. And I think that's where we feel at the most is thinking that, you know, okay, if I put this type of effort and emotions into a person, you know what I'm saying, they'll do the same thing. And then when they don't, you know what I'm saying, like that's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that adds on to the depression because, you know, that makes you feel like, okay, well, what the fuck, I'm, what, what am I doing wrong? Like, you know what I'm saying, type of thing, you know what I'm saying? And that's that's honestly been my that's been my biggest downfall, you know what I'm saying? Putting a lot of putting a lot of myself into people and thinking that, you know, myself will come back to me and say, Hey, love <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like what you put into me, I'm putting right back into you, love. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, so um but I mean to go back to the question, you know what I'm saying? Like, um uh, I mean, honestly, like, you know, like I said, like I, for me, like it took it took honestly it took for me to go through the darkest phases of my life. It took the darkest phases of my life for me to change the way I I thought about things emotionally and mentally. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's always gonna be a test put upon you to where like, you know what I'm saying, like, okay, let's see if you learn from this situation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> you took the initiative to, you know, to make a change. Let's see if you know, let's put it to work and see if, you know, see if it works type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So I got to say for me, like it works, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not, I'm not in a sense emotionally and mentally um, um, trapped into the guilt tripping type of thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if, you know, if a person feel different about me, then Hey, like that's kind of on you. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll, you know, I'll be a bigger person and, you know, like, ask, like, you know what I'm saying, like, okay, like, how you feel about this, you know what I'm saying, and, like, really, like, really analyze the situation, like, you know what I'm saying, whether it's guilt tripping or if it was really my fault type of shit, like, you know what I'm saying, like, that's where I'm at right now, like, you know what I'm saying, but as far as, like, you know, like, if it's if it's blankly guilt tripping, then I'm like, okay, I'm calling you a bullshit, like, you know what I'm saying, it is what it is, like, obviously, you got some situations that you need to handle, you know what I'm saying, but... Is is you not about to reflect that shit on me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah. like, because I have I have a I have a life that I have to maintain too emotionally and mentally. You know what I'm saying? I can't give all of that into you if you're not gonna give it back. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. That part. Well, I'm honestly transitioning. I'm trying to become a recovering people pleaser because that's where I realized. It's been easy for me to give in to guilt tripping because motherfuckers will see that you want to be liked and they manipulate and they hang shit over your head like a fucking mistletoe. So I would say for me, with trying not to let it affect my myself emotionally and mentally, I just have to tell myself, like, I didn't do anything wrong but be honest about what I want. And that's what I have to do. I have to be honest about what I want. You know what I'm saying? Like, Family is real quick to always throw in your face that we're family. Okay, let's act like it. It shouldn't be a one-sided thing. You know, it's like that quote, don't, you know what I'm saying, 
he knows your worth. It says he or she knows your worth. They just hope that you never know. So it's like a guilt tripper. Guilt tripper right. knows that you're a people pleaser. They just hope that, you know, they they guilt trip because it's like they're so used to you giving in. And when you finally say no, it's the audacity. It, they never see, like, no, it's the audacity of you to try to manipulate me having such a big heart. And you know what I'm saying? And not realizing that this shit is making me depressed. You get what I'm saying? But in order for me to not do that, I have to squeeze in ways, like, with anybody, you know what I'm saying? I can't sit up here and say, yes, I'm going to come here if I know that I'm tired. No, I can't make it. You know, like you said, a person is going to have to just check their emotions because at the end of the day, that's what it is. You're only mad and you're only guilt tripping because, you know what I'm saying, like, you didn't get your way. You didn't get your way. That That's really what it is. I didn't talk about you. I didn't call you out your name. I didn't hurt you physically or mentally. I just said, no, I can't do what you asked me to. And, you know, when they throw it in your face, like, oh, I did this, this, and this for you, I know it hurts mentally when it's family because you never expect your family to be like that. Come on. It's like you just be shocked like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, you of all people, but you can't let that affect you either, you know what I'm saying? And that's one thing that I'm working on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know what I want. I know what I've given. I know what I've done for people. But at the end of the day, my – I tell myself this self-love journey is personal. My relationship with myself matters more than any of my relationships with anybody else. Like, that's how I have to look at it because I was like you, going out of my way, and it did not get reciprocated, especially in relationships. But that's when this one lady told me, because I was like, I, I told her, I said, I can't get into another relationship because I love too hard. And she was like, that's the people please side of you. She was like, you should never have to do all these grand gestures just to get someone to notice you. You should be doing that for yourself, and then they, they should just add to your happiness. So I was like, damn, I didn't think of that before. So it smacked me in my face. But all right, DC, that was a good segment. Thank you so much. Let's get in questions. Drop it. All right, shit. Goddamn them high beans. This high as a motherfucker. Fucking blind the shit yeah. on me. Uh, let's stimulate <laughs> that mind. Correct. Oh, shit. So this week, it's just um, how was your modesty state? Like, how did you become such a modest person? Mm. I mean, well, okay. So I'm not even about to try to answer <laughs> this shit by assumption. Uh, yeah, what does modesty mean? Like, you know, you're just, like, a real humble person. Like, you don't like to, like, okay, how you have a clothing brand, but you probably don't like to tell everybody, you know, you kind of just, it's like you don't, you're very blinded to the kick. You're, you're blinded to the potential that you have. You play it down. You play down your work. Like me, I wasn't telling people that I like to, uh, that I wrote for the longest time. My friends had to tell them. My, you know, my mom had to. Uh, promote for me because I was I always felt like oh I don't want nobody to think that I think I'm all that so I'm just not going to talk about it. Mm, okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I became I became I became modest because like honestly, shit, I was never I was never glorified just for the little things that I did. Like you know what I'm saying? Like mm. I was never glorified for my academic skills and you know like the little that I was capable of doing. You know what I'm saying? I was always, you know, bashed upon and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, when it came to, mm-hmm. when it came to, like, doing stuff, like, you know what I'm saying, like, my adult years and, you know, me actually um, building myself up as a man that I've built myself up to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I just looked at it as, like, you know, hey, like, <laughs> Nobody glorified me when I was young, so I'm not about to I'm not about to entertain the simple fact that, you know, that y'all appreciate what I'm doing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's that's what the that's what the clothing brand too as well, honestly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the the clothing brand was never really, you know, something to be to be glamified for. You know what I'm saying? It was more so just um it was more so just a story. It was honestly a story that was being told you know what I'm saying, within the brand and, uh, you know what I'm saying, the logo kind of pretty much expresses it all. And, um, 
Yeah, I mean, shit, honestly, with parenting, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Parenting was organic. You know what I'm saying? It just so happened to be, you know, alongside the 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 positive fathering hood. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people congratulate me on, you know, doing that. You know what I'm saying? Even my, my kids' teachers or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I, when I go to talk to them during parent-teacher conferences, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just be in awe just, you know, just based on my responses. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I have I have my moments where like you know I'd be proud you know that somebody acknowledges that but you know at the same time it'd be like you know hey like <laughs> I was I was never I was never in all all my life you know what I'm saying so it's like you know you know about to you know motivate me here and right now like you know what I'm saying my motivation was just based off of me you know what I'm saying just just me being a better father than you know mine was you know what I'm saying and he wasn't there so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, one. um, so I think that I definitely downplay modesty because I remember, I I downplay like a lot of stuff that I did. Cause I remember this one girl in middle school, she was light skinned with green eyes, and she was always looking at herself in the mirror. When she walked, she held her head high. But I remember people bullied her like, "Oh, you so stuck up. You think you all that?" And it's like, dog, <laughs> we're very harsh to people that love themselves. So it's like. I cared about what somebody thought. So it was like, okay, well, I'm just not going to I'm, – I'm going to hide my talents because I've always had a passion for writing since I was younger. I don't know if y'all remember out there, they used to have this U and B2K stories where you would place your name and then, like, you know, whoever your love interest was from B2K. So I used to write those stories. And the girls in, the, um, in like, seventh and eighth grade, they, I, they used to pass my notebook around reading them. And they'd be like, I got your book, Six Hour, and everything like that. And I was like, okay, just don't get it taken by a teacher. But it's like, it made me feel good. But it's like, you never heard me say out of my mouth, like, oh, yeah, I'm a writer. Like, when I first published my first book, Honey Favorite Tears, I took it down. I, it took me a long time to say that I was an author. Like, I, I was just like, yeah, you know, I wrote a book. But I didn't consider myself an author. I didn't consider myself a writer. But it's like I'm learning now, like, I can't be modest because my book's not going to sell themselves. Like, you know, this podcast's not going to sell itself. Queens of Vibes and Visions not going to sell itself. So I have to overstep it because I have to look at it. Me telling people about what I do, it's not that I'm bragging. It's just that I'm passing it out there because I have, like, just like dynamic culture is a story, but it's a story that people can relate to when you, you know, leveling up from nothing to something. So it's like, you know, you're getting that message out there. That's how I had to look at it. I'm getting the message out there because this book is life-changing. It's not that I'm bragging. And if I'm bragging, oh, well, like, we we got to stop beating people up for tooting their own horn. You know what I'm saying? It should be nothing wrong with that. But I just wanted to know, like, how was, you know, your modesty shape? Mine came from critiquing, but also just, how people used to be so mean to that girl for loving herself. Like, damn, I'm not going to lie. I, I partake in, you know, making fun of her too. Like, there she go again, head in the clouds. But it's like, that's fucked up. You know, it's fucked up. That's my take on it. But all right, DC, you got us on the shout-outs and appreciations? Yes, yes, for sure. Uh, shout-out to Self Love is My Rehab. You know what I'm saying? Like, it has been a therapeutic experience for me on a regular basis to allow me to be a better person, you know what I'm saying, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Shout-out to you, Complex, for allowing me to be on this platform. Uh, Shout-out to God, because without him, you know what I'm saying, none of this would be possible. Uh, Shout-out to Dynamic Culture Apparel. I got some uh, sweat, um, I got some jogger set coming out um, at the end of this month and or the beginning of October. Um, depending on when my shipments come in, you know what I'm saying? So be on the lookout for that. You know what I'm saying? I will be promoting those pretty soon. Um, uh, shout out to, um, shout out to my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to her, you know what I'm saying? Because without her, you know what I'm saying? Like, for real, like, I probably wouldn't even mentally or physically be here. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for her, like, on some real shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's, She's been she's been a great inspiration. Like she's she's been like low key, like, you know, a good inspiration within herself as well. You know what I'm saying? Like she she's 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 up there. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I mm-hmm. post a lot of her um of her drawings and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? She has she has a gift, you know what I'm saying, on drawing and everything like that, you know what I'm saying? So as a parent, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, once you see something that's magical within your kid, you tend to, you know, force them to constantly do it. You know what I'm saying? You post it, you know what I'm saying, just, you know, for everybody else to be able to witness it and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm very, I'm very grateful of her. You know what I'm saying? If anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. But shit, with, uh, with that being said, shit, uh, shout out to all my positive kings and queens with positive vibes and positive energy. And shout out to all my negative Nancys and uh, negative parents with negative vibes and negative energy. We still rooting for y'all at the end of the day. We just waiting for you to catch up. Must it? Okay. Well, I'm going to say shout out to this platform, Self Love is My Rehab. It's helping me to become a better person every day. Um, shout out to my book, No Apologies, that has set the platform for Self Love My Rehab and Queens of Vibes and Visions. So I actually sold out at this event on Thursday, um, Nature and Poetry, hosted by Newport and News. It was definitely a lovely place. You got to go take pictures by the water, and the inside was really beautiful. Um, all the performers there were dope. I was not expecting to sell out, but I'm so happy that I did. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just happy at how far I've come. And I also want to shout out God because without him, I wouldn't have a close relationship and strong relationship with myself, you know, because of getting to reevaluate my relationship with God. I'm learning to look at everything from face value. I have more clarity on things, and I'm just learning to be honest with myself. So I'm thankful, you know what I'm saying, for just every day waking up, you know what I'm saying, to learn more about myself and just to keep growing. But that, that's all I got. All right, now, D.C., what's the, what you know about that? All right. Hey, what you know about that? Oh, God damn, a mosquito. What you know about <laughs> God damn it? All right, fuck it. Um, so, look, listen. <laughs> um, so, I went on the shade room or whatever, and um, I found this particular topic. And it was basically talking about, you know what I'm saying, like how there's nothing more valuable than your time. You know what I'm saying? If you're blessed that, uh, if you're blessed with an extra hour in the morning, um, it's, 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 it's heaven sent, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so basically it's asking if you were given an extra hour, um, in the morning, what, uh, what would you do with that time? <laughs> an extra hour. Mm-hmm. I'll probably still be sweet. I would probably still be sweet. You know, cause okay. I wake up an hour before work to listen to my podcast and to sort out my thoughts because as soon as I turn my work phone on, the text messages and the phone calls start coming in. Because, you know, I, I have managed a case for 80 people. So um, I would probably take that extra hour to exercise probably. Uh, knowing me, my lazy butt would probably take that extra time to write at night and then take that extra hour to sleep and still wake up an hour before work to do what I got to do. What about you? I mean, shit, honestly, <laughs> the way my sleeping schedule has been, it would be definitely sleep because <laughs> right now, when I say I go to bed at like 1030, hell, I can go to bed at 12 o'clock and I'll still turn around and wake up at 4 or 5 o'clock mm. at the latest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I have I have this crazy sleeping um, disability right now. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but oh, I just... Yeah, before I know it, like, because the thing is, like, I, I stick to I stick to my regular, like, you know, like, um, like little sleeping schedules or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I have my little podcast on that I listen to or whatever, and you know, sleep to that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would usually kind of just go to bed just like that. But <clears throat> lately, shit, it's it's, it's kind of been like, you know, I go to sleep to the podcast, and about two three hours, I wake up like, huh. Time to watch some YouTube or, you know what I'm saying, go on to my, my legal slash illegal website to watch movies on, and I'll be watching that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, it would definitely be um, it would definitely be sleep for my extra time because, like, if I if I do get some extra sleep, then that I can get up and, you know, do my, my yarn with a smile, you know what I'm saying, make breakfast for me and the kid and, you know, depending on if it's a school day or not, you know what I'm saying? I make breakfast for her, make my coffee, you know, wake her up and, you know, do my whole, like, little routine type of thing. But, yeah, definitely sleep. 
Sleep is beautiful. Sleep is beautiful. Well, that was a good know, show right? tonight, DC. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have you close this out with the dynamic culture quote. For sure. So the dynamic culture quote for tonight is, I'm slowly learning that even if I react, it won't change anything. It won't make right. people suddenly love me and respect me. It won't magically change their mind to just leave things be. And I chose this because I know a lot of people are struggling with, you know, being people pleasers and, you know, really trying to drastically change their lives and, you know what I'm saying, their way of thinking just based off of everybody else. But um, I'm here to say today, like, you know what I'm saying, like, don't, you know, give in to, you know, people guilt tripping you about, you know, how to manage and change your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, you and God are the narratives of your story, as I always mm-hmm. have said in this podcast, you know what I'm saying? Um, and as long as you have, as long as, as long as you have that relationship with God, that's all that matters. And, you know what I'm saying? He's going to see you through it. You know what I'm saying? Through the storms, you know what I'm saying? Through the sunny days, he's going to see you through it all. You know what I'm saying? So make sure you have that relationship with him before you have a relationship with anybody else. And, uh, yeah, with that being said, peace and love. And we are out. Peace and love, y'all. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.